ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Y'all Show 2019 is on the air. Hello and welcome to this all-Southern program with your host, John Rawl. And we have been in hibernation for a couple of weeks, but we are now back, recharged, and rearing to go for a whole new year of the all-Southern Show. Hope you're doing well and happy new year and a belated Merry Christmas to you. Hope all went well for you and all your loved ones, and you had a great couple of weeks as we had in uh, on our affiliates that carry the show. We had encore episodes, so hopefully you enjoyed listening to a replay of some of our great shows from the last couple of weeks. But we're all back and cleaned up and ready to go with a brand new Y'all for 2019 starting today. And it's exciting. And it's a national championship day today. We'll talk about on Tuesday's show the big game going on tonight in Santa Clara, California between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Clemson Tigers as those two teams will be going off against each other for the national championship of college football. And it should be a very exciting game. And we'll have all of the feedback from that on the Tuesday, y'all. You don't want to miss that. And we'll have all the reaction from Santa Clara. And can Alabama pull off another national title? They're 18th if they indeed win the game. Or could Clemson pull the surprise and win that program's third national title? We'll have reaction and more from Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, on the Tuesday, y'all. And we'll also get other reaction from that game in California. A game that a lot of people are not quite as excited about mainly because there's some fatigue setting in. This is the fourth time these two teams have met in the last four years and the third title game they've met in in the last couple of years. So not always exciting when you have that kind of repetition going on in college football, but two great programs and, of course, two great Southern programs, Alabama and the state of South Carolina represented here with Clemson University. So we'll have all that on the Tuesday, y'all, plus much, much more. But we hey, we got a lot going on on today's Y'all show in hour two. We're going to go through the weekend in sports, mostly from an NFL perspective, some exciting games in NFL football on Sunday, and we'll talk about that. Plus, we'll have Jerry Short stopping by, the teller of tales via Takapola. And Jerry and I, uh, we kind of reminisce, or we're going to reminisce about my holiday deal where I went on a about a seven state voyage across the American South. Southwest primarily. I went through Oklahoma, Arkansas. I went over to New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, Tennessee, Mississippi, and more. I think I've got them all covered there. I did I leave out Texas? Uh, we 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 just had a great time, my son and I. And I'm going to tell you about it when we get to hour two, and the the really cool places that I went to. And Jerry Short actually had told me about a few of these places, including Durango, Colorado. Even the name sounds really cool. And we'll tell you about all that and the fun that we had going across the American landscape. So that's coming up in hour two. Later this hour, we're going to talk some business. We've got some numbers coming in from an unemployment standpoint that we want to share with you and some other good news coming from the state of South Carolina on the business front. We also have hashtag hullabaloo lined up and coming at you in the next segment. And if you want to get your year started off with a good chuckle, well, stay tuned. We even have a Really cool one that has to do with whether you're a true Southerner or not. We've got a link to a test that you can take. And there's wonderful news for your show host, John Rawl. I scored a perfect 100 on it when I took it. So maybe you can equal what I did or come close. Or maybe you're a 
you're a actual Yankee. We'll find out if you take this test and we'll share the info how you can take that test in just a few minutes. Well, let's dive into what's happening, y'all. What's going on around the southeast with our headlines and more. And we start off in Houston, Texas. And if you've seen the news in the last couple of days, a terrible tragedy there. A seven-year-old black girl killed in a drive-by shooting. Her mother, also in a car, was injured. And police were been... It was a national story. Police were looking for a suspect. They finally have arrested someone. We'll tell you about that. But this story caught the national attention. And it's sad because this happens every day all over the country. It happens right here in the South a lot, too. People dying senselessly. People being shot for no reason at all sometimes by mistake by total people they don't know and that's what happened here in texas but this story got to be a big deal because they accused a white person of being the shooter a senseless shooting of an innocent black girl and her young and her mother and that's how this story got traction nationwide oh my gosh how could this happen well it turns out a man has just been arrested and the person arrested is 20-year-old Eric Black Jr., and he's being charged with the shooting death of 7-year-old Jasmine Barnes. And Eric Black is a black man, and he has admitted to driving a dark-colored SUV from which a passenger opened fire, and they're looking for another person in the case right now. This is a developing case, but a civil rights activist got involved with this thing, raised a bunch of money to try to find this terrible person that did this, and it was a terrible person that did this. It looks like this could be a case of mistaken identity, and um, I think it was more of a car mistaken identity uh, as they were shooting into uh, the wrong car, obviously, but they were they thought it was the car that they, they were trying to get at. No, no excuse. There's absolutely no reason for people to be murdering people anytime, anywhere, but that's what happened here. And a $100,000 reward was raised to find the person guilty of this. And it looks like Harris County Sheriff's Office in Houston has one man behind bars and are looking to possibly charge others for the December 30th death of Jasmine Barnes. In the state of Louisiana, a town there is reeling after five children from the Avoyles House of Mercy Church were killed in a horrible accident on the interstate just outside of Gainesville, Florida, this group of kids going to Disney World over the holidays. A van carrying 12 people, three adults, nine, and nine children got into a fiery crash on the interstate, I-75, I believe. And five of those children from Louisiana were killed from the crash. And two drivers involved in the accident also killed. Seven people in all dead after this wreck in Florida. And just puts a reminder that we've got to be careful anytime, even in the holidays, of driving and and doing the right thing and and being safe out there. Now, sadly, another horrible accident. Five people killed in Lexington, Kentucky. And this happened as a family was returning back to their home in Michigan after going to Florida for the holidays. And they had a horrible early morning accident outside of Lexington, Kentucky. And all five members of this family from Michigan killed on the interstate in the bluegrass state. So again, uh, holidays are wonderful. We get to go travel, see family and friends, but I hate reading stories like I just read about Louisiana and what happened in Kentucky with the Michigan family. That's a lot of people. I also know two family members from Mississippi killed in the Texas panhandle after they were returning back to Mississippi for being away for the holidays. 
And of course, it's not just the holidays people travel, but a lot of people do pick up and go over the holiday break to go see family, friends, have fun like I did. And I, I drove 4,000 miles over the holidays. And luckily, I did not have a fender bender or anything like it, thankfully. Lord, thank you very much. But unfortunately, too many people have accidents. Too many people lose their lives. And it's just another reminder. In fact, I think the crash in Kentucky happened because a truck was going the wrong way on the interstate and crashed head on into those family of five from Michigan. So it's it's dangerous out there. As much as we love our cars, we love to drive, we love to go fast, it's a very, very dangerous deal. Even going to the grocery store to pick up a gallon of milk, it can be very dangerous. Good news from North Carolina in Bladen County. Prison inmates there are being honored for helping a part-time sheriff's office employee who had a stroke while overseeing a roadside cleanup duty. According to the Bladen County Sheriff's Office, roadside supervisor James Smith suffered a medical condition while working with inmates in Elizabethtown, North Carolina, last week. And the inmates stood by Mr. Smith and stopped traffic to get help for him. And while there were many options they could have taken, they did the right thing. They got 911 on the line, got help on the way, and did a great thing. So congratulations to these inmates who did a good job. Roy William Smith, Rosendo Sanchez, and Franklin Edens Jr. calling 911 and waiting until help arrived for the sheriff's office assistant there on that roadside cleanup duty in North Carolina. See, prisoners aren't all bad. A former kickboxing champ in Florida, a 68-year-old kickboxing champ, has now won his latest match, and this time it was against a mugger. Steve Shepard, who is a five-time kickboxing champion who retired about 18 years ago, was in West Palm Beach, Florida, and a man tried to rob him outside the restaurant. And Shepard went into action, and he cracked the mugger's ribs as he defended himself from being robbed. And Shepard says he felt him in the, he hit him in the ribs, in the left rib cage area, and the man just folded up and dropped, and I felt it break. So don't mess with a 68-year-old former world champion kickboxer if you're a bad guy, okay? Not good news, and you're going to lose every time. But what a what an awesome story. This happened outside of Anita's Mexican Grill in West Palm Beach, and the mugger snuck up on him and bashed him in the back of the head with a bottle, and he had to pay dearly for that decision. <laughs> so Shepard getting the final victory, the TKO as they're calling it, getting the win over that mugger, and hopefully the mugger actually I think escaped, and they're still looking for him. But if you see... Someone walking around with a couple of broken ribs. Chances are they may be the bad guy in West Palm Beach that Sam, that Steve Shepard destroyed in a failed mugging attempt. Two officers in South Carolina are now being criminally charged after women drowned in a van they were carrying. You may remember we talked about this back in the fall just after Hurricane Florence came through the South Carolina, North Carolina region. And these two inmates were in a van and these two officers from the Orange County, South Carolina Sheriff's Department, Stephen Flood and Joshua Bishop, were transporting 45-year-old Wendy Newton and 43-year-old Nicolette Green to a county, a couple of counties away, their mental health facility. They were getting them out of the area because of Hurricane Florence. And the van that they were in was swept away by rising floodwaters. And these two inmates were not able to get out of that van and drowned. And now... Flood and Bishop 
are facing charges. Flood is charged with two counts each of reckless homicide and involuntary manslaughter. Bishop faces two counts of involuntary manslaughter. A judge in South Carolina set bond at $30,000 for Flood and $10,000 for Bishop, and both were released after posting bail. But a sad thing that happened as they were getting people out of the area for Hurricane Florence coming through the PD area of South Carolina, and this van was taken over by floodwaters, and we saw two inmates die in the back of that van back in September. Newly elected Virginia Congresswoman Jennifer Wexton from the 10th District in Northern Virginia, well, she took office last week, and one of her first acts as a new congresswoman on Capitol Hill was to display a flag outside of her office. And it wasn't the good old stars and stripes, and it wasn't the flag of the old Dominion state that she put out there. It was the flag of transgender pride, and that flies now outside of her office. A pink and light blue and white, ridiculous-looking flag, an embarrassment that she would put that out there. This woman, who is not transgender, she says she's got transgendered members of her family, and she supports them. She's a former prosecutor, and she defeated a longtime Republican Congresswoman, Barbara Comstack, back in November in that race in Northern Virginia. I remember President Obama actually went into that district and campaigned for her. But yeah, this is now just outside of her office in the Capitol, the office building for Congresswoman, Congressmen and Congresswomen in Washington, D.C., and Wexon has the transgender pride flag outside of her office. Now, does that mean you can fly any flag you want to if you're a member of the Congress? I would think so. In fact, I know some guys and gals, but mostly guys, it could be a gal because they actually have a new senator from Mississippi who do not fly their official state flag outside of their office. That would be Mississippi. Several members of the Mississippi delegation in Washington, D.C. do not fly or have displayed at their congressional office their own state flag. And here, this woman, Wexton, has the U.S., Virginia, and transgender pride flags flying at her office. How about in Mississippi, Mennonites are coming to the aid of tornado victims, and they're helping rebuild homes in East Mississippi around Meridian. And they had tornadoes there in April of 2018, and now Mennonites from an organization called the Mennonite Disaster Service, are helping rebuild across Mississippi. So I didn't realize there was such a thing as the Mennonite Disaster Service, but sure enough, these are volunteers coming in from around the country, including Indiana, and they use their own vacation and holiday time to come help out. And in this case, they're helping out about 200 homes and businesses that were hit when a tornado hit Meridian in Lauderdale County in April of 2018. So I know we have some Mennonites here in our American South. I don't know if they're part of this organization or not. I'm sure they probably are in some cases. But thank you to the Amish volunteers, the Mennonites coming south to help out. Cool story. To the Sunshine State, and that state will swear in a new governor tomorrow. Ron DeSantis will be sworn in as Florida's 46th governor in Tallahassee. And the 40-year-old has decided to cancel the governor's parade, opting to get to work quickly. And that's a different story there. A politician not wanting the limelight. But yes, sure enough, he says that they're going to have a ceremony, of course, but they will not have a big 
inaugural parade going through the streets of Tallahassee. So saving a little money, perhaps, there, Ron DeSantis, the new governor of Florida. Members of a Georgia family say they returned from their vacation to find a stranger living in their home in Marietta. And Nathaniel Nucholas was charged with felony first-degree burglary. Janice Henson says the key to her family's home there in Marietta would not work when she tried to open it. And then it took a little bit of a strange turn when a man in a wheelchair came to the door and told her to leave her own home. And then the man said he had a gun. Police were called, and it turns out Nathaniel Nucklos was the man inside, and he's now been charged with felony first-degree burglary and making terroristic threats and misdemeanor obstruction. He's a 26-year-old man who surrendered to law enforcement and has a $33,000 bond now attached to him. That's not a story you see every day. If you're a fan of the Dukes of Hazard, like I was, Bo Duke, John Schneider, country music singer as well, big fan of John Schneider and Bo Duke. Well, unfortunately, Schneider is going to lose his 58-acre tract of land in Louisiana as it was seized from him, and now it's set to go on sale this month. In Livingston Parish in Louisiana, the 58 acres of land housing John Schneider Studios in Holden, Louisiana, was seized in November after the actor defaulted on his mortgage. The studio's website says the land includes two houses, a baseball field, sound stages, and other features. The land's set to go up for sale on January 16th. First Guarantee Bank sued Schneider in October over unpaid mortgage payments, and a judge ordered the property seized. Court records don't show that Schneider responded to the lawsuit. Sale proceeds will go to the bank. Schneider's PR manager has declined to comment on the sale. But I know that he's now, I think, living in Williamson County, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. He was the Grand Marshal of the Leapers Fort Christmas Parade just a few weeks ago, John Schneider, that is. And now losing this property. He's had some financial problems in the last couple of years, so we wish him the best. John Schneider, great actor, but having some financial difficulties and a large tract of land in Holden, Louisiana, now being seized and sold to the local bank. Here's a guy who also was in that Leapers Fort Christmas Parade, Kid Rock. And he actually was supposed to be the Grand Marshal of the Nashville Christmas Parade in early December, and they kicked him out over some comments he made about Joey Behar. And now he's stirring things up even more in Music City. And this time it's over a large sign that's planned for his recently opened bar. It's a 20-foot-tall neon sign that features a giant guitar, but the base of this giant guitar is intentionally shaped like a woman's buttocks. (laughs) i got to see that. And Metro Council approved the necessary aerial encroachment to follow to allow for the construction and installation of the sign, and the mayor of Nashville signed into law the council resolution authorizing the sign, But its approval didn't sit well with several council members who called the sign tacky and said that this bar there on Lower Broadway has steered further away from a place for family fun. Kid Rock, back in the news in Music City. And our last story on the headlines from around the region has a little bit of a college football feel to it. And tonight's big national championship game between Alabama and Clemson. Well, churches are getting into the fun In Mobile, Alabama, a Presbyterian church there is teaming up with a Presbyterian church in the state of South Carolina to raise money 
in the Alabama Challenge or the Clemson Challenge, depending who you're a fan of. And the money raised will go to children's homes in those two states. So pretty good spin on college football, raising money for good awareness. This at the Spring Hill Presbyterian Church in Mobile and also the church there in the upstate of South Carolina. Getting in the action of college football and raising money, doing a good thing in the southeast. Well, that is a look at headlines across the south. When we come back, we'll have our first hashtag hullabaloo of 2019. You don't want to miss it. All that around the corner on The Y'all Show. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with Daily Beauty Steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com <laughs> Oh, man, I love that song. Hashtag Hullabaloo back at you here. This is where we look into social media and we pull some good Southern goodness out for you to listen and enjoy and learn about your fellow Southerners and learn about our culture and the incredible privilege it is to be in this part of the world. This is the All Show with John Rawl, where we do promote the South. We put it high on a mountaintop. Of course, we have our flaws, no doubt about it, but we have a lot of great things. And here on the Y'all Show, we we talk about the good, the bad, the show all about the South, the Y'all Show. On Twitter, at Y'all Show, our number, 803-816-1170. And here in hashtag Hullabaloo, we get things going in the new year with a tweet from Pathless Streams, at Pathless Streams 1, to be exact. And Pathless Streams says, for some unrelated experimental writing reasons needed, Hashtag Southern Expressions 
passed the test 100% LOL. And I had to look a little bit closer at what in the world she's talking about here. But it comes to us from women.com. I was not aware of that website, women.com. And they have an online test that you can go on right now and take. And it says, quiz, only one in 50 people can pass this Southern slang test. Can you? Are you made up for this Southern saying challenge? From bless your heart to tan my hide, prove you're really Southern with this quiz. Okay. Well, that caught my eye. Pathless Streams, thank you for posting this. So here's a few of the questions asked in this Southern slang test. Now, I made a perfect 100 on this, and it says that 100%, John Rawl, you're a true Southerner. Well, tell me something I don't know, women.com. But here are a few of the questions on this Southern slang test. Number one, if you're out on the porch in the summertime, you'll probably be drinking, and they have a multiple choice. I won't tell you what those multiple choices are, but you probably could guess a few of them. If you're out on the porch in the summertime, what you going to be drinking? Okay. Well, actually there's a few things, but the questions, they, the answers to the question they give you, the one that is the right answer, it's pretty evident if you're a Southerner. So that's just one of the questions on the Southern slang test. The second question on there, hold your horses means, and then it gives you three possible answers to that. Now, I don't need to tell you what that means. I'm not I'm not going to give you the answers. I'm sorry, people. I am not going to give you the answers to the Southern Slang Test. I don't know what you're coming here for. <laughs> now, it, uh, that's pretty easy, I think. But I am from the South. I am born and bred Southern. Probably you are, too. And I don't think you probably are going to have too hard of a time on this test. I'd love to know what you get, though. I'd love to know if you're a real Southerner, born, bred, love the South, and you do terrible on this test, I want to know about it. <laughs> I want to pick on you. Now, I just want to know how hard this thing is or how easy it is to, to muck up. So let me know. Hold your horses means, and then it gives you the answer. Here's another one. She's as smart as all get out means, dot, dot, dot. Gives you a couple of possible answers to this. And then my favorite one on the Southern slang quiz that you can get from women.com. How do you pronounce... P-E-C-A-N. And I've been through this one several times on the Y'all Show with you. I know how to pronounce that word. Now, some people in the South look at me and they think, oh, what a Yankee. But I I know how to pronounce P-E-C-A-N. Because I'm from the South. (laughs) But check it out. It should be fun. Women.com, the website, they've got that quiz. Only one in 50 people can pass this Southern slang test. Can you? And again, not only did I pass it, according to their great data there, the way they figured the thing up, I made a perfect 100. That's the first 100 I've ever made in my life. Ah, Not true. I've only made a few times if I made hundreds on tests. But that one, that one I did pretty good. I'm proud of myself. I have a degree in Southern. At least I should. But yeah, women.com, the website, go to it. Should be fun for you. Tammy Yokel is on Twitter at T-A-M-I-E-J-O-E-C-K-E-L. Tammy describes herself as a fifth-generation Texan and Republican. Hashtag 
cancer warrior. Hashtag independent female. Well, now we know the profile of Tammy. Let's get to her tweet that we found on Twitter. And she writes, Wings from Walmart cooked with homemade apricot habanero sauce on my Gotham Steel griddle top. Add hashtag southern black-eyed peas, cabbage, and potato salad. It's a New Year's 2019 lunch like a food champ. <laughs> well, Tammy, you've got some things going on there that I have yet to maybe enjoy in my southernness. Of course, you say you're from Texas, so I know Texans do things a little bit different. But yeah, mixing in chicken with homemade apricot habanero sauce on her Gotham Steel griddle. I don't have a Gotham Steel griddle, so I need to maybe invest in that. Maybe I'll be having a lot better food choices in 2019. But this brings to mind that you say you got your wings from Walmart. So good plug for Walmart from Tammy here. What do y'all think of Walmart's meats? I know I'm only picking on Walmart because it's truly the only store that I know of that has grocery items all over the entire Southeast. We've got our South broken into different food chains like Kroger in some areas, Publix in some areas. You got Food Lion, you've got Winn-Dixie in some parts. Let's see, HEB is a store out in the Texas area. And I may be missing some other ones, but I say this kind of admitting what's fact. Sadly, Walmart is the only store that's all over all of those states. Walmart. And that's because they, of course, went into areas long ago and took out the the little man to their credit. Hey, business is tough. And they, they squeezed out a lot of local businesses in their effort to become the giant that they are. Well, they are that giant like them or love them or hate them. They are Walmart and Walmart's everywhere. So Walmart's got their own great value brand. I think it's what it's called. And, I have bought their chicken nuggets before and used them in the microwave. I haven't done like Tammy did and put them on a grill, griddle like she did. But I thought they were fine. And, and I'm a guy who, to promote the other food stores out there, I have no problem buying the local store brand food, the, the off brand or the generic brand, I think might be the technical term. I'm not a label snob. If if there's something out there that it's $3 cheaper, but it probably tastes the same, I have zero problem buying that, saving money. I think it's kind of a waste of money if you don't buy the cheaper product, if it is of the same quality. Now, I have bought some of our off-brand sodas, and I shouldn't say that because I'm a Southerner. <laughs> As Southerners, we don't say soda. I have bought drinks like coke the off-brand of coke i believe sam's choice is what they call it in walmart world and other stores have their own little creative catchy names some of those are okay but some of those are horrible i i wouldn't give them to my enemy their store brand name for their drink don't don't do that i even bought a couple of months ago, I was in the store and somebody had Apple Jack's generic brand 
offering. So I don't remember what it was called. Probably Apple Gems. J-I-M-S instead of Apple Jacks. I bought it. Yuck. Terrible. Won't buy it again. Now, I saved $2, but I threw the whole thing away because it was just not the same. So you got to be careful when you buy those store brand names, the store that you're in, their own line of product. But a lot of times, you can't tell the difference. In fact, I prefer Dollar General. Dollar General's got a really good Frosted Flakes that they make. They call it Frosted Flakes. I'm sitting here looking at a box on the shelf right now. I like it better than Kellogg's. And it's about $3 cheaper. and eh, Maybe $2 cheaper. But still, you add that up. If you got a kid that loves Frosted Flakes, save $2 a box. If you go through it like I did when I was a kid, you're talking hundreds of dollars a year's savings just off of Frosted Flakes. But Tammy, yes, you enjoyed her Walmart brand chicken wings. Our, our great value, I believe, is the technical term. Along with that, and that was a great New Year's lunch for you and your family, Tammy, and congratulations on that feat. Nancy McDermott on Twitter at N-A-N-C-L-E-M-A-C, a cookbook author, cooking teacher, blogger, storyteller, photographer, and just a person who loves to write. And she puts on Twitter, Busy days since we turned the calendar page. Here's my latest meal kit recipe from at Peach Dish ATL. Chicken and sausage gumbo over rice. And she has a photo of this chicken and sausage gumbo over rice, and it looks scrumptious. And again, it's from a recipe from at Peach Dish ATL. I haven't been to that site, but it looks like if they've got this chicken and sausage gumbo recipe on there could be full of other goodness from the ATL from Nancy McDermott putting this out there on Twitter Angela Hayes our last tweet of the day here in hashtag color blue and that's I-M-A Hayes H-A-Y-E-S an Alabama based author with the Wild Rose Press and she's host of hashtag thankful author that would be Angela Hayes And she puts on Twitter, hair did, makeup done, camo on, hashtag Southern Girl, hashtag bring home the meat. And it's a photo, I believe, not of Angela, but it must be of her daughter. It could be Angela. I can't tell because this person with the photo at I am a Hayes, I'm a Hayes, has camo on and has face camo on. And I can't really tell the age. But my point of telling you about this here in hashtag hullabaloo is we've got a lot of Southern women out there who are not afraid to go out in the woods with a gun and take down that trophy buck or trophy turkey or duck hunting or whatever the case may be. And so that is a salute to you, Angela, or your daughter, or whoever this is in the photo, beautiful person, whoever it is. And maybe more beautiful because they've got camo on. Do you find that sexy if you're a guy, a woman in camo, whether it's on the face or just wearing camouflage apparel? You know, I think camouflage apparel for women is a growing business. I, I don't keep up with all the hunting trends, but I bet you if you go to any hunting store out there, you're going to see lots of offerings for women. Is it cool? I don't think camo has yet become a cool thing for the average woman to wear. 
But it could be. It could be the next thing for women. I know my son, who is not a hunter, eight years old he is, but we went on a trip over the holidays, and he has a pair of camo uh, pants that aren't even real camo. They're like blue camo with patterns in it, something I'm sure his mother bought at Walmart or something like that. It's not really something you'd go use for true camo reasons, but it looks cool. And then he's got a, a jacket. His thickest jacket is a camo-type jacket that's also something that's not something you'd wear in the woods. It's like it was also some form of blue or something like that. But evidently, camo must be a cool thing for kids. So is it cool for women? Now, I don't know. I'm no women's fashion expert. But this photo from Angela is wonderful and great. It also reminds us that sadly for Angela and all the other hunters out there, that I think in most states by now, sad news, I think most states, deer hunting is now officially over. I think a lot of states, it ends right around New Year's. So now that we've gone several days past January 1st, most states cut out their deer hunting. And and that's, it may still be a bow, a bow hunting or perhaps the, uh, powdered gun the old timey gun type thing i don't even know what it's called i'm not a hunter i am not a hunter never have been only been once didn't enjoy it but have no problem for people who love it if you like going in the woods and hunting good for you somebody needs to hunt we got too much wildlife too many deer out there we need to control it and the only way to do that is have hunters so bless you i'm not gonna do it i ain't getting up at four in the morning and waiting for the sun to come out in a deer stand and probably will fall out of it and wait for a deer. And in a lot of cases, it's totally an unfair competition between the deer and the gun. The guy, the hunter usually wins that battle. But it is a necessary thing, so I'm not picking on hunters. But you got to look good, male or female, when you go in that deer stand or you go in the duck blind. And, Angela, you got a good point there. Appreciate you bringing that to our attention. Great photo. Go to I'm a Hayes. I love that Twitter name. I'm a Hayes. I-M-A-H-A-Y-E-S on Twitter and see what she's got. All right, when we come back, we've got some business news from the region we're going to share with you, some good news on the job numbers front and more. That's ahead as we wrap up our hour one of the first show of 2019. This is the All Show. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15-minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real-life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> 
No wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. It's Friday night, baby. Get ready, set, go. Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank Well, that's old John Anderson. He's got a little money in his bank, and perhaps you can get a little money in your bank account here in 2019, a little bit more money, and it would even be better. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl, and this is our Y'all Street Business Report, where we look at business and financial goings-on in the region as we close out Hour 1. We've got a lot more coming in Hour 2, including a visit with Jerry Short to tell of tales from Takapola, and I'll share my recollections of my trip to Arizona, Colorado, and the Texas Panhandle, and more with you. So I had a good time over the New Year and Christmas holiday break. Hopefully you did, too. We're glad you could be back with us here on this Monday edition. Well, good news for U.S. employers because they went on a hiring spree in the month of December, and U.S. employers added a surprising 312,000 jobs and really helped uh, the country and the Wall Street scene. It's been a few months of turbulence on Wall Street, and the job gains that came out from the Labor Department at the end of December came despite a trade war with China, a global showdown, and a partial government shutdown now in its third week. The nation's unemployment rate rose slightly to 3.9% last month, but that was considered a positive sign reflecting an increase in Americans beginning to look for work. And average hourly pay improved 3.2% from a year ago. So good news coming in for our great numbers on the job front. President Trump called the job growth GREAT with all caps, G-R-E-A-T. He called that out on Twitter. So good news there for employers with hiring sprees going on across the nation, and that includes the region. And speaking of that, Lowe's, the North Carolina-centered home improvement store, is looking to hire 65,000 new employees in the tightest labor market in decades. And they said they plan to hire these people permanently and others on a seasonal basis to help fill roles ranging from customer service to merchandising. 
and they also plan to ditch some existing roles, which the company says will help simplify operations in some of its stores. Lowe's said 10,000 of the new jobs will be permanent on its merchandising team, 6,000 will be full-time store managers and department supervisors in stores, 2,000 of the jobs will be technology roles to help build out Lowe's website, while the remaining more than 50,000 positions will be temporary and filled ahead of the busy spring season. I didn't realize Lowe's had a busy spring season. We all know they have a busy, I guess, fall. But yeah, I guess spring would be maybe their busiest time of the year if you think about it, because I guess people want to get out in the garden and do work. That people want to, when the weather clears, they want to get out and build stuff with their home. So yeah, I guess that shows what I know about the home improvement business. But Lowe's, which is from North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, is where it got started. And I know recently they closed about 51 of their stores in the U.S. and Canada, but now looking to bring back some employees and make a big gain in 2019. A U.K.-based auto supplier is now investing $8 million in the low country of South Carolina. And VTL Precision will invest this money in its new site in Goose Creek, not far from Charleston. And it will join the company's existing operations in North Charleston and create jobs the VTL Precision makes engines, transmissions, and other car parts. It's a venture of VTL Group, a privately owned company with manufacturing sites also in Europe and India. And this company is based in Huddersville, England, and its customers include Toyota and Mazda. Now, they're in that low country of South Carolina. I know they're building a Volvo plant not far from Goose Creek, where this place is located. So, yeah, looking to get into more of the deal in adding jobs and investing $8 million in its site in Goose Creek, South Carolina. What a great name, Goose Creek. Now, here's from CNBC, the nine retail brands to watch in 2019. Writer Lauren Thomas wrote this, and some of these brands, I have no clue about what they really are, but I'm going to just tell you what they said. Most of these look to be a little bit on the feminine side. Some of the brands to be on the lookout for in 2019 include in the beauty line, Glossier, from the world of fitness, Mirror, from the world of women's shoes, Rothy's, and I must admit, I do not own a pair of Rothy's, from the men's shoes world, Koyo, and guess what? I do not own a pair of Koyo shoes. I love this term, women's athleisure, the yoga pants world, I guess. (laughs) Outdoor Voices is a brand to keep out your eye out for in 2019, according to CNBC. In the men's athleisure world, Roan, R-H-O-N-E. I'll look for that next time I'm in Walmart. (laughs) I don't think they're going to have that Roan in Walmart. From the health category, Candid, and I know they do things like teeth whiteners, is some of the items that Candid Company does. And from Kids Apparel, Rockets of Awesome. Dirty Lemon, a food and beverage brand to keep your eye on. It's a a brand that infuses charcoal, collagen, and CBD oil into its drinks. It's dirty lemon drinks. That doesn't sound too good. And that is a list of some brands to keep your eye out on 2019. Again, some of those I don't think I'll ever have an opportunity to run across, but perhaps you will in your travels around the region and country. You'll run across some of those brands. And that is our Y'all Street Business Report here on this Monday. Well, that concludes Hour 1. Stay with us in Hour 2. We'll start things off with a look back at the weekend in football, NFL action. Who made it through the 
wild card weekend. Who's going to be playing this weekend in the semifinal games in the NFL? Good news there for a few Southern teams. And we'll have Jerry Short, the Teller Tales from Takapola, dropping by with his great report that you don't want to miss. And we'll include our discussion about my travel to the West. That's ahead. Stay with us. This is The Y'all Show. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Visit geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com when i grow up i want to be a new pair of blue jeans when i grow up I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. It is the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent, Hour 2 on this Monday, the first Monday that we've done a show here in the year, 2019. Happy 2019 to all y'all with your host, John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show, our number 803-816-1170. On the World Wide Web, you can find us, y'all.com, Twitter, at Y'all Show, Instagram, at all Y'all Show, and we also have much more coming in 2019 things like Facebook, and much, much more goodies coming your way. So thank you for listening and tuning in the show all about the South. We've got Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, coming up in the next segment. We'll talk to him about 2019 and what that means. Maybe even get a little New Year's resolution from Mr. Short. And then we'll talk about how Jerry influenced yours truly on a Western pilgrimage as I went across a whole bunch of states between Christmas and New Year's with my young son, and we had an absolute thrill, joy ride, learning and going to new places, places I'd never been, states that I had never been to. And we'll talk about that with Jerry later in the show. Some of those places along the way, Mr. Short said, hey, you ought to go to this town or this town or this town or go see this site. And I followed his advice and had a great time. And we'll talk about how you, our listener, 
can maybe do the same thing one day. It's not that hard to do. It's not that expensive to do. And if it's something you've always had in your head, hey, I should go out to places like New Mexico or Colorado or Arizona, not in a plane, in a car, do that typical deal that I, I like to liken it to the Dumb and Dumber movie where they travel across the country. There's so many movies where they travel from east to west in movies, and that's kind of what I wanted to do with my son to help teach him some things and have a great time. And so we did that. And actually, I was thinking when you're in the car for about 25 hours driving, you think about a lot of things. And one of the things I thought about, I was thinking about all those movies, even going back to the Westerns where they go from east to west. I don't know, but of one movie where you go from west to east, and that movie would be Smokey and the Bandit, where they get the beer and travel to Georgia. That's the only movie, at least I can think of in my very limited research, where you actually go west to east in the movie. But hey, if you got if you got a better idea or more suggestions of west to east travel in a movie, y'all show at y'all.com is the email address. Y'all show at y'all.com. Would love to hear from you. And get we'll, we'll we'll share it with you our your whatever you send us the movies that we need to know about. All right, let's talk some sports recap the weekend and sports the biggest games and such this past weekend were actually on the NFL front, and we now know who's going to be suiting up next weekend in the semifinals of the NFL. But going back to the weekend, it all got started on Saturday with a big upset in Houston as the Indianapolis Colts went down to Houston and defeated the Texans 21-7. Deshaun Watson was silenced for the most part, and Andrew Luck looks great. Colts are, I think they're on a seven-game win streak or something ridiculous like that. They are doing great, and now they move on. On Saturday, in the other game also played in the Lone Star State. The Dallas Cowboys somehow held on after a ferocious attempt to come back from Seattle fell short 24-22 Dak Prescott great game for him the boys get a 24-22 win they move on on Sunday's games the Los Angeles Chargers went to Baltimore and pulled an upset there 23-17 just like the Colts the Chargers are amongst the hottest teams in all of professional football right now Philip Rivers and crew got it done an outstanding defensive effort by former South Carolina Gamecock Melvin Ingram in the game And the Chargers move on. And then a nail-biter in the Windy City, although it wasn't too windy Sunday evening. But the Eagles surprised everyone and went into Chicago and got a win over the Bears 16-15. A late field goal attempt by Chicago missed at the buzzer. It doinked off the upright and the crossbar and went down on the ground harmlessly. Chicago would have won with that kick. But instead, Philadelphia, which was dead which was essentially deceased about three weeks ago has somehow come back to life and now they advance in the playoffs so we now know what is happening on that front from what happened this past weekend now you move on to the divisional games going on next weekend we now know times and we know dates first game of next weekend the Chiefs will host the Colts in Kansas City that's a 435 kick from Arrowhead Stadium. Also on Saturday, the Los Angeles Rams host the Dallas Cowboys. That is an 8:15 Eastern, 5:15 LA time kick between the Rams and the boys from Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Then when we move to Sunday's games, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady welcome in the the Los Angeles Chargers as Philip Rivers has never defeated 
the Patriots, and he has a chance to maybe do something a little bit different at Gillette Stadium. This game kicks at 105 Foxborough time. And then the late game on Sunday, the New Orleans Saints welcome in those Philadelphia Eagles for a 440-340 New Orleans time kick at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And that is what's going on in NFL action this coming weekend. Always fun when we get to this point of the NFL action. Now, don't forget about college football. As the big game tonight, Alabama and Clemson from Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. The teams that everybody thought would end up being in the national championship game, they're back. Clemson and Alabama, fourth time they've met in the last four years. Three of those games have been for the national title. And now we'll see if Clemson and Dabo and Trevor Lawrence, can they pull the upset? Alabama, the one that everybody thought would be in this spot and will go to be the first team since the Penn Quakers of the late 1890s won 15 games in a season. The winner of tonight's game will be the first team since that time of the 19th century to win 15 games, to be 15-0 in a college football season. That goes along with the CFP National Championship title at Levi Stadium tonight. We'll talk about all this on the Tuesday, y'all. We'll have a full breakdown. We may even have some audio coming in late from the game tonight to, to share with you. Alabama, I've seen them in person. They are a force. Clemson, don't underestimate them. Clemson has just as much firepower if needed as Alabama. I don't want to get in predictions. That's what General Gridiron does on this show. And General Gridiron has already predicted that Alabama would win this indeed, this matchup, because he said Clemson would make it to this game tonight. Alabama, according to General Gridiron, will be the victorious team emerging tonight. But I I just think it's going to be maybe not as exciting. If you've followed the news at all in the last few days, you've seen where ticket prices have sunk big time. It's still quite expensive to fly out there. I have tons of friends and family members who are Clemson diehards. They're going to be there. I have a few Alabama friends. I don't know if they're there. I know Ryan Fowler, who's been on, I already saw him on Saturday doing the public relations deal there at the San Jose Sharks basketball arena where they did a press conference with Nick Saban and crew. So we'll we'll do our best to get you covered on Tuesday, a wrap-up of the game tonight. But it's going to be always fun. It's always sad, though, when college football comes to an end. But that will be tonight. Uh, by the way, i, I got to give love to the North Dakota State Bison. They won yet again another FCS National Championship this past weekend in Frisco, defeating Eastern Washington. I watched that game on ESPN2. And the Bison, if you think Alabama is a dynasty, the Bison of NDSU, they are the definition of dynasty on the FCS ranks with, I think it's now seven national championships in eight years or something totally crazy like that. Alabama trying to give the Bison a run for the money. (laughs) When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to switch over and talk storytelling with Jerry Short, the teller of tales. And we'll be talking about what he did for New Year's. And then I'll share, as I said, my story of what I did between the holidays going all over the American Southwest and even in the middle part of our country, going to places that I'd not been to, at least in a car, so I got to see things you don't see from 2,000 feet above. All that is ahead, or however <laughs> however the uh, planes fly, whatever height that is, might be more than 2,000, probably should be if you're out west. But we'll have all that coming up 
on the other side of this time out on the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with daily beauty steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Back with our first show of 2019. Hope you all are up and going with the new year and all is well on your end of the front porch. Here on the Y'all Show, we welcome in Jerry Short on Mondays to talk about the South and his unique perspective of the region. He's the teller of tales via Takapola. And Jerry, Happy New Year to you, sir. Same to you, man. It's good to hear your voice again. I know you had a great Christmas and Looking forward to a big new year. Yes, sir. I hated turning the page of 2018 as it was our debut year here on the Y'all Show, which included the debut of the Teller of Tales of Takapola coming on the show. But, hey, you got to move forward and march on. we got to be progressive, Jerry. Boy, it's almost like you wish your life away, right? <laughs> you know, let's just, bye, just sweep 18 out and go 19. Yeah, how did you celebrate? <laughs> Uh, this year or last year or regular? Well, I want to talk to you about Christmas and what all I did, but I'm going to save that for the next segment. Let's let's talk a, bit, uh-huh. a little bit with you about what you did for New Year, but what you've done in New Year's past to turn the page and start with a blank sheet of paper. 
Well, you know, I've done a lot of stuff in the years. So we go back to when I was a kid, it was fireworks and uh, playing and running around and getting a lot of exercise with the Christmas gifts. Yeah. But uh, kids don't get that today. They get a they get a smartphone and they sit and they play with that. Where we got exercise, we might get a football and I'd go out and punt it till it would have a pregnancy spot on the bottom of it. <laughs> it would get so weak from punting so much and running after it. But you know, this day and time, it's a little bit different. Everybody's every, it's just you know just whatever is your fancy. So it's. Uh, like I've got a wife now that's not really accustomed to all the things in America. So I try to show her different cultures and different things and what different people do. You know, three years ago, our first year here, we went to St. Louis to fireworks up there and doggone archway was closed. So we, <laughs> and they didn't have a fireworks this far. So we got a good drive out of it and they Lambert's throwing rolls cafe and Sykes and so. Other than that, that was that was that was that New Year's, and then uh, last New Year's she was overseas uh, uh, celebrating her home and her sisters that they combined and built, and they uh, they had a priest there that uh, blessed the house and brought it in. So I was here by myself, and I guess I went to Tunica and ate. Uh, Might have been somebody I know. And, uh, no, that was on Christmas of last year when you and I went to Tunica. That sure was. So it might still might have been somebody. You may have gone no. back to Tunica. <laughs> I went. I, I think I did because there wasn't anything going on. And uh, and no, I took my grandson somewhere, and I do that a lot because this is his last year, and we we spent quite a few. <laughs> let's let's clear that up. This is his last year. Dot dot dot. This is the last year, dot, 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 in high school. Okay. So, right. so, so, you know, as you, you kind of, as they get older, they still like their granddaddy, you hope. But it's spending time with uh, different type people and things to do. So, But we spent a lot of New Year's together, kind of like you did on your trip. And I know one year we rolled into Dodge City, Kansas. Uh, didn't go to Long Branch, but we went to a, hotel and they brought it we brought new year's in there at a hotel in dodge city kansas without traveling and then one other year we were in dallas i remember for new year's when he came in that's when he was out of school so yeah we'd make those trips but this year we went uh my wife and i we went up to memphis it wasn't a drop of the uh, uh, i've been to atlanta where they dropped the peak ball or the peach itself, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, and that and, was, by the way, as we said before we left for the new year, that is rated the third best place to attend a New Year's Eve celebration is Atlanta, only behind New York and one other city. I can't remember who's second. Well, uh, probably New Orleans. Yeah, maybe but, New Orleans was number two. But I would, I would you know, I've been to New, I've, been, I've, done, I've done the New Orleans thing, and I've done the Atlanta thing and uh i've done the nashville fireworks show and all in it they dropped a guitar up there the year i was there but that's moved down to memphis for some reason but that's what they had on bill street anyway this year and uh you know if you rated them all and put them all together the you know culture changes people change everything kind of becomes an individual situation what you like or what you're accustomed to 
or how you were brought up. So in Memphis, it was the music uh, really didn't wasn't my type of music. It was more a culture music that's been around now for 25 years, and I don't know how it continues to stay. They had those set up on each end of Bill Street, even though it's supposedly the home of the blues. The only song that I heard that I recognized was Sweet Caroline, and I think they must have played that off of a CD. Okay. But, uh, anyway, we watched it drop, and fireworks display was kind of semi. It was over the uh, FedEx Forum on that end of Bill Street, and it was okay. Nothing, you know. And the guy that sang Old Lang Syne must have used a different type of uh, Old Lang Syne uh, than I'm used to. It must have been modern music to it or something. But not to that. I think I'm tone deaf, so I really, <laughs> really can't tell you anyway. But that's kind of how we brought it in. And, and um, we left pretty quick because there was a lot of people. And, and getting out of Memphis is not easy. And, so we came on and left. But uh, other than that, it's just uh, I, I feel like New Year's is it depends on what age you are. It depends on what your background is. It's how you were brought up. It's your culture. And it's a little bit something different for everybody. So yeah. a lot of people want fireworks. A lot of people might just want peace and harmony and quiet, you know. So whatever you want. Uh, go for it on New Year's and then set that New Year's resolution that uh, no one ever keeps. That's right. We're talking with Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola. We're going to talk about resolutions with you here momentarily, Jerry. But while you're talking about going to Memphis, although it wasn't on the 1st of January when this happens, it actually happens on January 8th. But there's another reason for people to go to Memphis here in early January. And that happens on Tuesday, tomorrow. And that yes. special day would be what? Well, it would be one of my favorite days. On, uh, well, fortunately, or however you want to look at it, Elvis Presley's birthday. Okay. And uh, I've, I'm being uh, a real Elvis fan from the first time I met him. And it, growing up, I wasn't a big Elvis fan. It was just, he was just a Frankie Avalon or someone. You know, he really didn't pay any attention to it till. I met him one time and he had an aura around him and it just, I never could shake. So I went to about 20, 21 concerts that he put on in his career before he finally demised. But it was, uh, it's his birthday. And I usually try to, you know, I kind of like you go by your parents. If, if you're unfortunate enough that, uh, they've already passed and you're alive, you go by their grave or something on their birthday or their death anniversary. So, I usually do one of the two or both of Elvis, as far as the August death or the February birth, or the, excuse me, January birth. So uh, that's something to do tomorrow. You're right. All right. And again, Elvis born January 8th, 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi. Technically, East Tupelo is where that home was. Was the home, home he was born in, Elvis, was, is it the same home at the same spot or did they move it there? It's the same home, uh, and I think it's in the same spot. They tore down all the other houses. They were all similar. They were just shanties, okay. two-room shotgun houses that uh, Elvis and Elvis's uncle Vester built. Okay. Elvis's daddy, they built it. And uh, then Elvis, I think he 
he couldn't he, he threw a bad check vernon did and had to go to parchment to mississippi state pen for a year but he did get uh that house back but then he had to give it up when they moved to memphis when elvis was 13 years old they were in dire straits and uh, they had to they had to leave and for greener pastures but i know where he lived when he was in memphis he was living in those uh, some of those apartments that would kind of a slum area home off of Macklemore and back in that area in Memphis, Midtown then, you know, South Midtown, mm-hmm. Mississippi Boulevard, Alabama Boulevard, and there were stacked sack studios are. And uh, he lived there. So my uncle said he could used to come by and see him uh, strumming a guitar on the front steps uh-huh. before he read it just before he made it big. So he had it really rough you know, until he, busted out and i think that's why i like Elvis so much i saw the beatles in concert and i saw a lot of people kind of like you know nothing like you have in our country entertainers but i saw a boo-coodles of pat boones and sonny and shares and people like that loretta and conways and i mean i could go on you know all day but uh it's just something about elvis that uh just kind of touches you that he came from absolutely nothing and and he never did show off, and he didn't move and live in Hollywood like those people did. He would come straight back home, and uh, home was home, and Christmas was Christmas, and he loved his mother. So, you know, no matter how many prescription drugs or non-prescription, or I'd just wash that away and don't think about it. Well, again, we celebrate Elvis's birth tomorrow, January 8th, 1935. If Elvis was still with us, he would be turning 84 years old to wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute minute. i ain't give that a thought but uh you know i guess you're he was born in 36 right 35 and uh goodness gracious where does time go i mean there's plenty of 84 year olds out there still active and you got people uh much older than that the betty whites of the world that i know are quite active clint eastwood's around that same uh, age yeah, Clint, I tell you one I saw the other day, Kirk Douglas. Mm-hmm. I think he's 102. And I don't know how active he is, but he looked pretty good for 102 if that was a current picture. Clint Eastwood so, is currently 88 years old. And just finished a movie. Yes. so And I hope he does another one or two. So we would be, what, what, you're, what we're getting at is that we would still be in love with Elvis today if he was still alive and cranking out hit records. Jerry, let's get back to New Year's before we're going to go to a break, and I'm going to talk about your influence on my holiday voyage across the west of the American landscape. Uh, Let's talk about what the New Year, when you get into uh, January and you have to start making plans and such, what does that mean in Jerry Short? And Takapola, how does a New Year get straightened up? We'll do it. Soon as we get back, unless you want it right now. No, I want it now because I'm going to talk about my trip oh. when we come back. Okay, all right. Well, what a New Year's at Takafola probably means is it's time to uh, go ahead and kill some livestock and <laughs> put the meat in the smokehouse and make some lye soap. And uh, you know, when I grew up, make some lye soap and boil it in the old black pot and and get some uh, coal and. Uh, and uh, firewood in the old wood burning stove and the, and the pot belly stove up in the front room. The only place you had heat and, and look forward to spring. <laughs> so 
that's about what New Year's would be there. You know, you put it all else behind you and feed those live, feed that livestock and get ready to break that ground again. All right. Well, we can't let this slip because it actually goes back to a, a great memory from my own childhood, live soap that is. What in the world is live soap, Jerry Short? Well, live soap is, uh, that's the only soap that we just about had. And you had to boil it and use a lot, a lot of lard in it. And, you know, I don't remember what my grandmother put with that lard. Is that stuff would harden? Because I remember I would cut it. I would put it over on the table and I would cut it in blocks. And then we would uh, stack it up in the, in the uh, smokehouse in the corner. But uh, it, uh, it would definitely take the hide off of your arm or anywhere else if you needed some axle grease removed mm. and usually on the farm you needed some axle grease removed so uh you know i don't she it was something that went in there when she cooked it off my grandmother would be the one she'd do it outside in one of the old black pots and uh we'd stir it and then we'd let it harden and then we'd cut it and I guess I need to go back and dig up those ingredients, but I don't really remember, you know, everything. But I do know that uh, that was the time of year to start all that and get it all together. If you were getting, if your supplies were running low, because the Pony Express was not going to be there anytime soon. <laughs> well, I know as a youngster, I was probably 12, 13 years old, someone at the farmer's market where I grew up was selling lye soap and I actually spent probably 20 bucks on a bunch of lye soap Gosh, and thought it was the greatest thing ever. I was going to give it to my grandmothers, to my mother. Uh-huh. And I gave it to them like, <laughs> uh, thanks, but, uh, uh, no, no, thanks. We've, we've tried to move on past that. Yeah. <laughs> what they tried to say in a nice way. Yeah. Mm. It, it's something that if you're from the old South lye soap, L Y E S O A P check right. it out. It's something that uh, was a big part of the culture, and and really they didn't have dial and all the other fancy no, soaps was, back back in the day. Was, you could use lye soap on animals or anything. Yeah, I mean there was no holding back on lye soap. Well, so it was it was a good soap, but it it wasn't something that uh, would help a lady's uh, facial thing uh, features if she used too much lye soap. I guarantee. You. Right. All right, Jerry, when we come back, you influenced me over the holidays, so congratulations for that feat. Well, I hope it helped. I went on a multi-state voyage across the southwest of the United States and did it all in a car, and I'll tell you all about it and get your thoughts because you are the reason I went to some of these places. So we'll talk about trips to New Mexico and Arizona and Colorado and more when we come back. It's the Y'all Show on a Monday. Stay with us. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. 
Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10- to 15-minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real-life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> No wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And I see how Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. We are back here on the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent 2019, up and going now with your host, John Rawl. We're talking with Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola Way. And Jerry has told me for years about he often would go off with his grandson, usually, who he mentioned in the previous segment, on holiday trips or spring break trips, and they would do it all in a car, and they'd go to various places across the country from one end to the other. When they would have a few days, they would go off. So in the spirit of that, Jerry, I decided to see what I could do. I rented a car, and I went on a 4,000-mile odyssey across Texas, across Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri. I also went through Oklahoma and Arkansas, and just had a great time with my eight-year-old son, Knowlton. And it was a quite a memory that I'm, I'll never forget. Hopefully, he'll never forget. But my whole point is to thank you for telling me about some of these places that we went to, but also to remind our audience, it's not that hard to do. It's not that expensive to do. And it, like I said, I, I rented a car. So I went and got me a little Ford Escape. cost me 280 bucks to rent it for an entire week. The fuel was extremely cheap, as it's cheap everywhere now, but a fill-up would cost me about 14 bucks. That's not bad, and it'd get me about no. 350 miles to that uh, for that 14 bucks. I spent probably $400 on gas, maybe total, throughout the week, and I spent a couple hundred dollars on hotel rooms. All told, about a week all over the place for around $1,000, including meals and everything else. That's not too bad, Jerry. No, that's just an airplane ticket and back. For one. To most of the destinations to one spot. Not, but one person, you, an airline ticket for one. One person, yeah. that's right. So it would have cost you that to have gone to L.A. and back. 
So. Yeah. So and, I, we uh, had a Phoenix, great time. I, was, I was say Phoenix. I think you went to Phoenix. Didn't yeah, you? I went to Phoenix. Now you didn't tell me to go to Phoenix, but you did tell me some other places to go. Starting with Amarillo was the first place we spent the night. Amarillo in the Texas Panhandle. Right. Is that his? I'm 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 going to show my naivete on Amarillo. Is it one of the most historic places in Texas, in your opinion? Uh, well, you know, oil came in kind of first in that area in Texas. Okay. But however, you know, I think the Panhandle, uh, it was mostly grazing. Okay. And cattle, big cattle country, and uh, what it's really famous for is the big Tex, especially where you eat the. Uh, what is it, 76 ounce steak? Uh, 72 or 76, and we stopped by there. Unfortunately, we didn't roll into Amarillo until about 1 o'clock in the morning, so George Strait would not be proud with our oh, yeah. Amarillo by morning. But uh, <laughs> I did wake my son up early the next day and sang that song to him, and sure enough, we actually had snow on the ground, and I did not expect to see any snow on this entire trip. I tried to plan it out where I would be avoiding snow, but... Uh, we went by the big text where you, if you eat 72 ounces of a steak, you get it free. I doubt too you many people have ever done that, right? Wait a minute. Now you got to eat that big salad and that big potato they put with Oh, I didn't know all that. Yeah, they throw all that and they set you up on a stage in front of everybody in the restaurant. Uh-huh. And they put the countdown clock on you. Uh-huh. And then if you're fortunate enough to do it, you can go sign that book. And last time I was in there, it was only like a thousand and something name. <laughs> And people try, been trying for you. I wonder years. how much it costs. Do you know how much it costs to, tr- to attempt to do it? Yeah, well, the last time I was in there, it was something like $40. Oh, that's not expensive. It wasn't bad, but, you know, it's they get a lot of publicity out of that, that thing. The first one that ever happened, and you probably saw it out while you were out there, but it was just some old cow hand came into downtown Amarillo, and he was so hungry, he said, you know, give me a 36-ounce steak. I can eat it. And then he ate it, and he said, give me another one. I think I need another. And he did. And so they started putting that out. If anybody else can do this, we'll give it to you free. That's before they moved out on I-40, where it used to went by. Okay. They, they were downtown in Amarillo at that time. Well, and, I, didn't uh, buy, I didn't buy a 72-ounce steak when I was there, but my son did buy, or I bought for, actually he bought with his own money, he bought a pair of Texas socks. So he's got a cool, good cool set of That's socks good. he can wear with the good. Texas logo on it. Uh, but you won't regret a state of Texas, I should say, not yeah. horns, but yeah. it's got yeah. the Lone Star flag and all oh, that. No hook them horns or anything. Like now he probably would have bought that because when we got over to New Mexico, he bought a Lobos hat at a rest stop or no, it was at Walmart. He bought it at a Walmart yeah. there. So In Amarillo. He, my son yeah. is obsessed with college sports right now, so he he doesn't care. He'll take whatever he can get. But yeah, whatever he, he can get. A New Mexico yeah. Lobos, who I think had a big basketball win over the weekend. They defeated an undefeated Nevada Wolfpack basketball team, I think. I know they're usually pretty good in basketball. They played them and, at the pit in Albuquerque. But, and you uh, saw that, I'm sure. Yeah, so we went through New Mexico. We didn't spend a lot of time there. But then we went to Arizona, and that's where we spent the bulk of our trip was in. Wait a minute. Let me ask you one question. When you when you left the pit and drove down the hill and up the other side of the uh, incline, what river did you cross? In Albuquerque? Yeah. I assume it was the Rio Grande. That's true. I mm-hmm. just wondered it because a lot of people don't think of the Rio Grande. You think of it stretching the border of the United States and Mexico, but it starts on up in you know New Mexico and runs all the way through the state, all the way down to uh, 
Las Cruces and then comes into it down that way and then goes to El Paso. And you don't think about that. You think, gosh, the Rio Grande? What's he doing up here? I know the first time I saw it, that's what he, that's the way it hit me. By the way, I have a final. The Lobos did defeat number five, Nevada, 85-58 at the pit in Albuquerque. There's your college basketball update. But, Jerry, Jerry, talking about rivers, the Rio Grande doesn't originate up in the Colorado mountains, in the mountains of Colorado? It starts, yeah, it starts right there below Durango. Okay, that's what I thought, because there's a Rio Grande County and Uh all that, Uh and so it's Uh pretty neat that the Rio Grande, which goes all the way to the Gulf of Mexico, starts right Right. there. Starts right there. And, uh, you know, it's not a lot of water flow through it, except snow melt maybe in the spring Mm -hmm. and early summer, but you can wade across the Rio Grande in El Paso and... uh, it's no, it's no trouble at all. I've seen them, I've seen them pull illegal aliens across in inner tubes with a rope tied to an inner tube, and some guys walking out in front pulling an older lady across or something like huh. that. Well, we made it to Arizona from New Mexico. We went through a place called Pine. Not, I'm sorry, we went through a place up in the area where Pine, Arizona, is. But Payson. Yeah, we went to, through Payson. And the other area there, and it is beautiful. It's you would not think after you go through desert and flatlands for hundreds of miles, all of a sudden you climb up and you're in a pine forest in Arizona of all places. And it actually was snowing there when we were there. It was it was beautiful. It looked like something really out of the east coast of the United States, but it really looked like something out of Germany or somewhere like that with the pines. Yeah, it's you really don't think that because you know it's it's pine and it's not any hardwood and so the floor of the forest is open, and then you get that snow cover underneath the pines, and then you get that in the pines. That's actually in the Tonto National Forest, which reaches all the way back into New Mexico and comes all the way up through Snowflake and and uh, Payson and all the way over there where you are mm-hmm. in Natural Bridge. I don't know if y'all saw that or not. But then that goes down to Mesa on the Salt River. Yeah, you, you, you know these places better than I, but I was pretty stunned to see all that there in arizona then we got into mesa part of the phoenix metro area and spent a couple of nights the parents of my college roommate lived there my college roommate unfortunately was killed in a motorcycle wreck in 2002 he's buried there in the phoenix area that was one of the main reasons we went that way was to see his family to go by his gravesite. we did all that and so we had a, a good time there in that area of Arizona. Was he military, John? He had been in the Navy. He had been in the Navy for several years, but oh, okay. he got killed civilian. He It was totally a civilian-type deal when he was killed um, on I, accident. Yeah, I knew right there Chandler was a Air Force base. Yeah. I was thinking about We left there. They told us to go to Sedona. We went to Sedona. And of all things, Jerry, I'm sitting there in Sedona eating at a pizza place my friend's parents told me to go to for lunch uh-huh. and uh-huh. all of a sudden i look up and i see two people wearing clemson tiger t-shirts oh man now, i had to go all the way to arizona oh. almost to california to see that paul on an orange t-shirt but sure enough i saw that clemson shirt and kudos to them they made it to the national championship game tonight against alabama we'll have a full breakdown of that on tomorrow's y'all show but it turns out the, the the family there with the Clemson shirts were from my hometown and even knew my cousin. So what a small world we live in. Golly, you can't uh, you can't throw a dart and hit a bullseye any better. Nah. Than and we left there, went up to the Grand Canyon, thanks to Donald J. Trump and the government shutdown. 
we didn't have to pay the $35 admission fee for our vehicle to go into the park. So we went cruising through there for about two hours. Got to see it. It is a spectacle. Everyone should see it at some point in their life. Probably maybe have spent more time. It was crowded. And I think part of that was there was no big staff of um, workers uh-huh. there. And so the traffic was a little bit cluttered. Uh, the, the visitor center was slammed. It was also yeah. between the holidays. So that may have had something to do with it. I didn't feel like sticking around. We left out of there after two hours. Went all the way across the northern end of New, uh, of Arizona through the Navajo Reservation. Had a wonderful meal on the Navajo Reservation in a town called Keontae, Arizona, in the northeast corner. And uh, made you our way. Four corners. We went right yeah. by Four Corners. Unfortunately, it was yeah. nighttime. Didn't uh, stop. Ended up in Durango, Colorado. You told me to go there. And it was a yeah. lovely place. Really a, a, a classic Old West type town. Would you call it that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an old mining town all the way up to Silverton and Purgatory and where the old railroad runs. Mm-hmm. And which I happen to see that train uh, on a movie, Support Your Local Sheriff with James Garner, last night in Durango going up to Purgatory and Silverton. <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful country there. It's just not as pretty as you're going to find in the Rockies. Yeah. Even though that's on the lower half of the Rockies, it's pretty on up in the northern end, but it's still... You know, Yellowstone's pretty, but I, I find it Durango. That area is a little bit more of us. Yeah, you know. Well, it was it was definitely beautiful. We made our way from Durango to Salida, Colorado, which you had told me uh-huh. to go there. You told me to go to Monarch Mountain, the ski resort. We didn't right. go skiing. We went there. There were about six reasons not to go skiing that day, and we did not go skiing, but we saw it. And we went through Salida. We ended up going to Colorado Springs. We stopped by the Air Force Academy. My son got to go to an Air Force Falcons hockey game. And, well, that's great. And got yeah. to see that. I'd never been on the Air Force Academy's campus before, so that was a pretty neat thing. And then someone said, hey, y'all better get out of here if you're not familiar with this area. There is a massive snowstorm coming in the middle of the night. So uh-huh. we decided, un- I wasn't planning on it, but I had planned to spend the night in Colorado Springs. I decided, okay, I better follow that advice. We drove another five hours east, stayed in the middle of uh, western Kansas, and woke up the next day and and kept on trucking east. Ended up going to Topeka and toured the state capital of that state. And really the worst part of my whole trip, the thing that made me the most angry, Jerry, in the whole trip, and an otherwise great trip, was just outside of Topeka, driving east toward Kansas City, they have a toll road on interstate, whatever that is, 70. And you, oh, that's 70. You got to pay like $4 to go about 20 miles on a actual U.S. interstate. This is not some kind of state-funded project. This is one of our main highways. In fact, the very first stretch of interstate ever opened in America was on that same interstate on the other side of Topeka because that's where Dwight David Eisenhower was from, his hometown, Abilene, Kansas. And so it really fired me up that we're charging tolls on our actual U.S. interstates. That doesn't make sense. Well, I just did that same thing uh, two weeks ago in New York on U.S. Ni- on uh, Interstate 90 from uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, when I hit the New York state line, on to Buffalo. And it cost me about five bucks. Yeah, I mean, if it's a state funded project where they're trying to build a big mm-hmm. bridge over something and they don't have enough federal funds and they got to raise i understand that that you have that at destin florida where you go across that long bridge i get that but for yeah. a, one of our federal highways that the whole country pays for 
That is ridiculous that I had to pay $4, and people do it every day. It's ridiculous. Make something change that. I'll tell you what, the one that really gets to me is when one of these toll highways like that or a toll bridge, I know what they call the Sunshine Bridge in South Louisiana. It crosses from Donaldsonville. Yeah. I've seen it was built like in 62 or 61, and they had a toll on it for about 10 years. Then they said it was paid off. Then they dropped the toll for 10 years. Then they put another toll back on it because I guess they need money somewhere else, and they charge you again. And then it dropped. I've seen it drop and come back <laughs> on three times. Yeah. So, you know, things like that really do really do kind of eat at you a little bit. But we made yeah. it back safely, had a great time, and I, again, my son had a great time, and we got some good videos, some good photos, and I appreciate That's your good. help kind of steering me to some of those spots along the way. And again, I encourage anybody out there listening, if you're in the South, which I assume most of you are, it's a little bit of a haul if you've never done it, but sure enough, you can go all the way to California if you want. It'll take you two to three days, but you'll be making a memory that you'll never be able to ever do again if you don't do it in a car don't do it in a plane get in a car and drive west go you go west young man and let me, let me, or let me ask you since you brought up topeka and you're familiar with jackson mississippi a little bit yes sir. Capital, and you know the walter sellers bill and i think is the name of over on it's outside the capital over on uh over on the uh west side uh and in topeka they have a matching office building it's the same there at their capital. Uh-huh. And they made a mistake when they built it in the 40s. And uh, Mississippi's uh, symbol, uh, state symbol, was the magnolia. So they had magnolia blossoms built into the blocks that they put on the outside of this, say, 10-story building. Mm-hmm. And in Topeka, Kansas, what is that out there? Sunflower? Yeah. So if you go to Jackson, Mississippi and look at this building, it's got sunflowers on it. <laughs> and if you go to Topeka, Kansas, and look at this state office building, it's got magnolias on it. That's crazy. I had no so idea. It is crazy. I just knew you were there. I'd have told you to get a picture yeah. of it. Yeah, I was mm. just singing that Loretta Lynn, Loretta Lynn song the whole time with Topeka. But, yeah. Jerry, thank you very much. We look forward to having your installment throughout 2019, and I appreciate, again, your tourism and your travel guidance along the way. Well, I wish I could have been more help to you. Wish I'd have been with you. Yeah, well, you could have helped fund fund the trip next time. How about that? I know. That sounds all right. (laughs) I don't know. Did you say fund it? (laughs) Yeah, fund. Not F-U-N. I put a D on the end of that. F-U-N-D. That's what I thought. That's the reason I come back. (laughs) Okay. All right, Jerry, have a good day. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. Jerry Short, Teller of Tales from Taco Polo. Well, that will conclude our Monday. Y'all back at it here on this seventh day of January on tomorrow's show. Don't miss it. We'll have a lot of recap of the national championship game between Alabama and Clemson. And we'll have all that. Plus Matt Herman's the barrister bodacious barbecue. We'll be not only talking college football and his thoughts on the championship game, but we'll get his take on 2019 barbecuing all that and more on the Tuesday. Y'all y'all have a good rest of your day. And thanks for listening to the y'all show with John Rawl talk with a Southern accent. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. 
tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with daily beauty steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Visit geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be.